You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. He's so cute. (laughs) Praise God, amen. I can say stuff like that because we're family. Praise God, amen. It is a blessing, amen, to be here and be a part, uh, just to come out and just have fun and have fellowship and just uh, reconnect, and uh, that's a blessing in itself, amen. Uh, and so uh, before I do anything else, I'd, I'd like for my wife to come up and greet you, amen. And so, uh, uh, have them. Good morning, Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. It's an honor and a privilege to be here this morning, and you guys are a radical bunch. You know, you're crazy folk that love Jesus, and I'm excited for that, you know, and I just would love to encourage you to to stay fixed on Christ. Stay focused on the Lord. Don't allow what the enemy strategizes against your life to destroy you or distract you from God's calling and God's purpose for your life because each one of you have enlisted in in God's army. And God's going to begin to begin discipline you in some areas and, and shapes and forms in your life. And take heed. Take heed because you are in a spiritual warfare. You are. And be equipped. Be prepared. Understand that the person next to you is not your enemy. Understand that the person across from you is not Satan. Amen? I'm serious because you know what? The devil will whisper into your ears. And he will try to bring division Where God wants unity. Okay? God wants to move in unity. There's a a rush of the Holy Spirit just sweeping through here. And he's going to have his way. He will have his way. Okay? Remember whose side you're on. You're on God's side. Amen? Remember that. Embrace each other. Love each other. Support one another. Pray for each other. Because trust me, we're all going through a battle. Just like my brother said. Sometimes we don't voice it. We don't say it. But look at your your brother and sister as if, let me just love on him. Let me just embrace him. Don't look at faults. Don't look at attitudes. Because that's the number one thing Satan will try to place place in your mind to focus on. And that's how he's going to defeat you. So don't be defeated. But stay focused and fixed on Christ. And his love, carry his character. Carry his character every morning, every day. This is the Lord's day, but make God's day every day. Amen? Praise God. I'm preaching. <laughs> yeah, let me just get into the altar call. Amen. Praise God. Amen. There goes 20 minutes of my sermon. And, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, for those of you that know me, I just like to have a good time in the Lord. Amen. How many know God 
likes us to have a good time. Thank God that we're not religious. Okay, take off the Pharisee hats. Come on. Amen. Thank God that we're not religious. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, it is a blessing. Amen. Uh, again, I, I can't say it enough. Amen. I, I'm so glad we're here. Amen. And, and uh, uh, I, I got hit. I got hit. When, when, when you know you're going to go do something for God, I don't know about you, but to me, I, I, I'm, I'm looking out for that demon because I know the devil's going to hit. Come on, or, is it, or am I the only one that thinks that way? Amen. <laughs> when I know God's going to do something, amen, the enemy wants to fight. Are you with me? Amen. Now, let me give you an example. Monday at work, uh, my lift gate of my truck breaks down. It doesn't work. I need that real bad to make my deliveries. So I had to drive all the way back after my second stop, all the way back to the plant and get that fixed. I was like two hours behind on my route already. And I'm like, oh, getting home like, I think I got home at 7 o'clock at night from 4 in the morning. And it was just one of those days. And I'm like, okay, devil, hmm, we're going to Vegas next week. Uh, you want to hit? Come on, bring it. Come on, amen. I'm not folding up. Come on, bring it. You want, you want, let's get down, you know. And so uh, that took place on Monday. Wednesday, um, I did something. I, I, miss, oh, I missed my pocket for my cell phone, and it fell to the ground and cracked. The glass just, uh, so you guys can relate to that, huh? So I pick it up, and I'm like, oh. And I'm like, mm, come on, devil. You want some? <laughs> this ain't going to hinder me. Come on, how many can relate, Amen. And so I'm like, okay, great, amen, and it's Wednesday. But I'm still going to have a good time. We're going to go with Pastor Art and Maria. We're going to have a blessed time and, uh, uh, and so forth, so on. Thursday, I get pulled over by the cops. <laughs> well, I see red lights, and I'm like, when's the last time I got pulled over by a cop? I got worried <laughs> stashing things. I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a joke. You want to make sure everything's in proper, you know, okay, license, register. And so he, I get a ticket. It was my fault. I shouldn't have made a turn where I made a turn. And I got a ticket. By that time, I'm like, God, <laughs> what's going on? But I believe, Amen. He tries to distract, but I said, you know what, like the brother said, stay focused, because we're coming out here, and we're going to have some good fellowship and some good word. Hello, somebody, amen. So that was my week. <laughs> amen. Luke chapter 14, turn there. Luke chapter 14. Praise God. If you're there, say Amen. Praise God. Put on your seatbelts because we're going to have a good time in God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 14, beginning at verse number 16. I simply call this message the gospel. Something, but I pray it blesses you. I simply call this the gospel. And Jesus had a great supper and invited men and his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come, for all things are now ready. But they all, with one accord, began to make excuses. Hello. I know nobody here makes excuses. Amen. 
But they began in all in one accord, began to make excuses. Listen to this. The first said to him, and I asked to be excused. Then another said, I have bought five yokes of oxen, and I'm going to test them. I asked to have me. So I have married a wife, therefore I cannot come. I don't know about that one right there. <laughs> I got married, and I can't do nothing. That's what he's, well, at least that's what I see, amen, right here. What do you mean, you know? Well, I, I got married, and, you know, bro, I mean, I can't go out no more. We'll leave that one alone, amen, praise God. Verse number 20, let's move on. So then the servant came and reported all these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, somebody say, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes and the city and bring in here, bring in here the poor, the maimed, the lame, and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded. And still there is room. The master went to the highways and the hedges and compelled them to come in my house so that my house may be. Amen. This is such an awesome story right here. You know, we read, amen, that there's a man that's having a great supper, a great fellowship, great barbecue. Hello, amen. Here, amen, this spent time. The Bible says, amen, he sent out invitations. How many know that takes time? How many know that? Go tell them everything is ready, man. I'm pretty sure he's, I'm getting everything ready. Oh, well, check this out. I can't come because of or that. And so all, all these excuses begin to come to the master. And the Bible says, amen, uh, that he was very angry. How many know that when you throw a party and nobody shows up, you know what I, long I cooked? You know how long I baked? Do you know how long I went and put up the decorations and no one is coming? Uh, that's one way to look at it, amen. <laughs> and so here he's angry, the Bible says. And so the man is very angry, and he tells his servant, uh, he says, later, well, the scripture don't say it like this, but can I give you my version? Later with those people. Amen? You know what? Go into the highways and go into the byways. You need to go out into the streets, and you need to just uh, begin to invite people, bring them into my house. Uh, and so the Bible says that he goes out and brings in uh, people that are lame, people that are Poor, people that are blind, amen. And he still says, Master, there is still room. He says, well, then go into the alleys and into the dirty ditches and into all the bars and hello. Go into all these nasty places where nobody else wants to go. Go into these places, amen, uh, and compel them to come. Uh, I have a great feast. Uh, I have everything ready. Uh, have them come in. Are you with me, amen? See, that's some good news. See, the gospel, as I entitled this, simply means good news. If you don't know that, you know that now. What does the word gospel mean? It means good news. Somebody say, good news. And I believe that all these lame and poor and people that, that, uh, that were not invited at first but went to go tell them to come in, uh, they received good news. What? They cooked, we're coming. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Homemade tortillas, mm, well. And so here, amen, uh, the word is out. Uh, and so the good news, the gospel goes forth 
to these people. Uh, and I want you to, I want to remind you, amen, because I don't think this is new revelation, but remind us as a church. How I many know we need to be reminded sometimes? We need to be reminded that we too have the gospel. We too have some good news. Hello, somebody, amen. Uh, do you have good news, amen? Uh, we have Jesus Christ. Uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ needs to go out, amen, um, needs to go forth into the highways uh, and into the byways uh, because we have good news. Are you with me, amen? Uh, it's about that good news, amen, uh, that came to us, you and I, amen. Uh, we got to tell somebody because we're the type, well, not here, the other church. Or was it at over there? <laughs> See, we're the type, amen, we're quick at telling news. Amen? Or should I say cheese, man? Or should I, you know, gossip? Amen? When it comes to stuff like that other than the gospel, oh, we're quick. Girl, you should see the shoes I bought. Mm, I got to tell you about them because I got some good news. I, you should see the dress I got. Oh, my. You know? We're quick at sharing everything else. Are you with me, amen? Did you hear about sister so-and-so? Mm, let me tell you. She has an attitude. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> let me tell you about that one brother. I mean, know what I'm saying, amen? When it comes to sharing other things, we can be quick, amen? But we have the good news. We have the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to be careful, church, what we're sharing. Because are we sharing more of this than the gospel itself? See, it's more exciting knowing that the Raiders are coming to Las Vegas. Oh, now you clap. See what I mean? Mm -hmm. No? We get excited more, and the news is out. Uh, we spread more Raider fever than... The gospel fever. We get more excited, amen, uh, knowing, amen, that the gospel, uh, uh, that the gospel is being uh, overran by other news, amen. And I just happen to go there, amen, uh, that uh, everybody's excited for the coming of the Raiders. Well, we need to be more excited and spread the gospel of the coming of the Lord, amen, uh, of the coming of Jesus Christ, amen. Not so much anything else. Whoa. Amen. Oh, fly Raiders, amen. You got to fly Jesus, hallelujah. Yesterday, amen, uh, when we came in, I had my God side shirt on. I fly my God side. What side are you from? I'm from God side. <laughs> amen. And, and, and we went out, amen. We came and met uh, uh, Sister Maria here, amen. And, and uh, uh, we got together and we went, uh, went to Costco and went, uh, went to, where else we went to? We went to... Uh, uh, Didi's and I mean we're we're just doing things uh, doing little chores here and there and just running around but the reason why I'm saying this is because everywhere we went we started passing out flyers we went to Costco's and, 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 and Pastor Maria's like yeah, I just happened to grab some too I grabbed some flyers and put them in my back pocket you know she goes you got those flyers in your pocket I go yeah started giving to the girl at the register started passing out to the guy in the line you know what? Jesus loves you because we have a message. We have the gospel, the good news, and people 
are going to hell. Oh, come on now. I, let me remind the church. People are going to hell because they're not getting the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we begin to have our own little outreaches. <laughs> Amen. I haven't, told, I, haven't, I haven't told my wife, I didn't come out here outreaching. <laughs> this ain't my church. <laughs> But we were out there passing out flyers, amen. Uh, last night we went to Walmart. Come on, amen. Who says you have to call an outreach to have an outreach? Go out and tell somebody, amen. No, well, the church, I'm waiting for the church to have an outreach. Really? I'll leave that one alone. Uh, uh, praise God. But here, I, I mean, last night I was really touched. We go to Walmart. And, you know, we already, we, we came to the church here first, then we went to Walmart. We packed up with flyers again. We're like, come on, let's go. We're going to Walmart. We're okay. You know, there's a couple outside of Walmart. Right away, my wife and sister Maria were like, hit that couple. Hit that couple. <laughs> Not like that. I'm just kidding. And so we go and we, we, we give them flyers, you know. And, and, and next thing you know, the guy says, man, I need prayer. Next thing you know, me and pastor's like, well, well, let's pray right now. Laying hands on them right down the streets. Amen. Praying for this guy. Amen. Pastor Maria, my wife, amen, laying hands on the girl right there with her little baby. All of a sudden, she just breaks. God was all over her. Come on, church. How many know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about going out, spreading the good news, because we've got something to say. And it's about Jesus Christ. It's about reaching out. Hello. I said it's about reaching out. Amen. But, brother, I put everything on social media. That's fine. Don't get me wrong. But you're reaching those you know. Go reach somebody you don't know. Amen. It's that personal touch of walking up and saying, you know, Jesus loves you. Hello, somebody. Amen. It's that personal contact. Are you with me? We're in a time that personal contact is almost gone. Amen. Let me text somebody. Call them. I want to hear your voice. Don't text me. Call me. I want to hear you. Hey, what's up, hey? Hey, what's up? By the time I finish texting. It's about reaching the lost. Somebody say amen. It's about reaching the lost. I have a quote here from Pastor Mike Neville, amen, our founder of Praise Chapel. He said these words, we will take those that nobody wants. We will take those that nobody wants. Are you with me? Amen. In Luke chapter 7, verse 36, very familiar story, amen. We read about the woman with the alabaster box. How many knows that story, amen? It's an awesome story because here we find, amen, uh, that Jesus Christ goes to a Pharisee's house, amen. He's sitting in there having fellowship, eating with them. The Bible says that this woman heard that he was in the house. Scripture says that, now here's what I see when I read that. She snuck in. That's what I see. She wasn't invited. Jesus was invited. You ever been someplace where you weren't invited? Oh, yeah. I'm going to leave now. You know? <laughs> this is what I see in this story. This woman was not invited, but yet she knew that Jesus was there. The Bible says that she makes her way in there. Hello. I believe there was eyes looking at her like, oh, what is she doing here? Come on. I know that doesn't happen here. What is she doing here? 
that brother. Why can't he go to that other church? Why does he have to come here? The other church. That don't happen here. The other church. And so here, the Bible says, she comes and worships the Lord. Breaks the alabaster box. And you know the story. The Bible says with her tears, she's washing the feet of Jesus. She wasn't invited to this fellowship. Hello. But what's so crazy about this story, when you read this, the Pharisees seize this with disgust and says, if this man was a prophet or says that he is, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. He would know that, the Bible even says it like this, that she is a sinner. How dare this Jesus, son of God, allow such a sinner to touch him? Jesus came for that one that was invited, that wasn't told, you can come and hang out with us. That wasn't told any of these things. A woman that I personally feel had to sneak away into this house, amen. Uh, I'm telling you, when my pastor said we will take all those uh, that nobody wants, amen, I can relate to that. Uh, I can understand something like that, amen. Uh, we are the unwanted, amen. Uh, we are the undesirable ones, amen. But thank God the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, came to you and I. Come on, amen. Nobody wanted us. Some of you giving that holy look. Come on, amen. Okay, let me talk about myself then. I was busted and disgusted in the days. Hello, amen. I was jacked up. I was, uh, you ever felt unwanted? Hello. You ever felt undesirable? You're not welcome. This is what this woman dealt with. One time, high school, I was, uh, I went to a continuation all-boys school. I know nobody went there either, you know, the other church. <laughs> Poor church down the street, amen. I, knew. I went to this uh, Continuation all-boys school. Jackson High School. Um, it's an old school in L.A. And this particular school was when you got in trouble in regular high school, you went to continuation. And normally, the high school had a little continuation attached to it. If you got kicked out of that, they most likely sent you to another continuation. And maybe another one after that. Jackson High School was the last continuation you can go to. You guys are cold laughing at me. You guys are cold. <laughs> Jackson, that's the kind of school it was. It was the last of the last. You mess up here, you're just going straight to jail. That's what it was. You're going straight to jail if you cannot make it here. So the worst of the worst were there. Every little gang-banging barrio was inside that school, and so it was like a little jail anyways, you know. Let me just add this, and I did graduate. So anyways, 
Anyways, um, this is going to take two hours sermon, amen. <laughs> I, I go to my principal's office because it was an all-boys school. And I said, I've been there for four years. And I said, look at my grades. Look at my attendance. I've been doing good. I don't want to graduate from here. And he's like, what are you talking about? I go, I want to graduate with girls. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. Bunch of dudes here, a bunch of guys, I mean. We, we didn't even have dances. <laughs> Want to dance? <laughs> oh, I love this crowd. Anyways. And my principal understood, and he said, you know what? Your attendance, your grades are excellent. I'm going to send you to a regular school. I'm like, yes. So that night, I got all my paperwork ready, and I'm to go to, it was in Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, to Roosevelt High School. And so I, that night, ooh, the starch. <laughs> huh? Them khakis were like, <laughs> the penalty. <laughs> Even the tank top. <laughs> Might as well do the chonies, you know. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I made sure every crease was there. I, I'm going to a regular school. This girl's there. <laughs> and so I was like, wow, you know. I get up in the morning. I make my way over to the school. I walk in, and I'm strolling them hallways. Yeah. I got my paperwork. I got my grades. And I walk into the principal's office, and he looks at me. <laughs> he says, uh, can I help you? Yeah. I just uh, uh, came to enroll. Here's my paperwork. Here's all my stuff. He didn't even open the folder. He looks me up and down, and he says, where are you from? Where are you from? I'm here to go to school. Where are you from? So I told him where I was from, which was very odd because this was an East L.A. school, and my gang was from South Central L.A. And he right away said, what are you doing over here? I go, I just happen to live in the area, and I'm coming to enroll. And he said, no, you cannot come here. Open up my files. Look at my grades, my attendance. He goes, we don't want you here. Hello. We're the unwanted. We're the undesirable ones. But yet there's good news. I said, but yet there's good news. I remember walking out of that. Oh, I was mad. I wasn't strolling in the hallways. I was ready to just sock somebody up in the hallway, you know, and I'm like, went back. My dean, principal, said, why are you back here? I went back to Jackson. And I told him, they don't want me there. He goes, what? I go, that's what he said. We don't want you here. And so he encouraged me. And I ended up finishing high school, you know, because of those encouragements. Because he gave me good news. How much more the good news of Jesus Christ that's in us, we've got to spread. we got to spread the gospel. we got to reach this generation. You didn't hear me. we got to reach this generation. I'm talking about a people. Let me tell you, I believe we're in the last days. 
I believe we're in a time, amen, that God is pouring out his spirit. The unwanted, the undesirable ones are coming in. There's more. Hello. You mean there's more than this? Yes. There's more, amen. I believe, amen, it's a time uh, that God's going to pour out such a revival, amen, uh, in Las Vegas, uh, in Praise Chapel here, amen. Uh, I believe you guys are either going to have to break walls down uh, or even move, amen, because God's uh, going to bring in uh, the unwanted, uh, the undesirable ones, amen. But we got to reach them. We got to get out there, amen. When's the last time, amen, that we went into the byways and the highways like the scripture of our text says? When's the last time, amen, that we went into the alleys uh, and into the dirty places? When was the last time that we took the gospel, amen, uh, to people that are all tattooed up? You think these are tattoos? I'm talking about tattoos. You see them nowadays all over the face and all that. My son reaches out to those people. He brings people to the house sometimes, and, Dad, I want to introduce you to this. Whoa. <laughs> and I try to be polite and look at him in the eyes, and I'm like, I'm reading what's on his face, you know? <laughs> When's the last time we reached out? Because this is what God is going to pull in. God's going to bring in the tattooed, the street gangs. The unwanted, the drug addict, the abused, the alcoholic, the abandoned, the gays, uh, the divorced, uh, the wounded, amen. Uh, God is going to bring them in. Are you ready for that? My wife was just sharing with me last week. She goes, oh, my God, God moved in a powerful way. I was talking to this guy only because the guy looked at her and says, ooh, girl, I like them pants. And at first I was like, what? But my wife says she began to talk to him. Next thing you know, find out that the guy is gay. That didn't change the atmosphere. That didn't change. Hello, somebody. Amen. It was just somebody that's lost, that doesn't have Jesus Christ. And my wife says, I begin to tell him about Jesus, how there's hope, how there's redemption, how there's salvation in the blood of Jesus Christ. My wife says he just began to just broke down and cried and was able to pray with me. Come on, amen. Take off the blinders of our eyes that when we see certain people, we're like, oh, no. Because I believe there was a time that they looked at us and said, oh, no. Hello, amen. I remember when the gospel came to me. I was so messed up. This is, I, I believe this is the first time when the gospel actually hit me. I was so messed up in a park, blown out of my mind on drugs, that I had to have knocked out. And I'm laying in the park because I remember coming out of the high. So I had to have knocked out. As I came to, laying in the park, I'm getting up, I'm like, whoa. I look down, and there's a Jesus track right down the floor. Somebody must have came by and said, oh, my, this guy's tore up. But I'm going to leave something here, hoping he sees it. I'm going to leave something. I don't know. Maybe the guy prayed over me. I don't know. But I remember getting up and 
what's this? And I read it, and it pierced me. It touched me in a way. I was like, oh. See, I grew up religiously. So I had reverence for God, mi Diosito. So I had a reverence. So when I seen something of Jesus, I read it and put it in my pocket. But that was the beginning of the seed. Thank God somebody said, let me leave something. Amen. Now I can go on with story after story of how the gospel just kept hammering me. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. There is one story. Me and my brother, we would always go out and party. And we would leave the house. My mom would go to work. She said, you guys can't leave the house by itself. Nah, whatever. And we'd go do our own thing. So she brought in this guy just to watch the house. She goes, I go, who's this guy? You go, well, you guys go and do your own stuff. He's going to watch the house because the house can't be left unattended. We got broken into, you know. And so we're like, whatever. So the first night where me and my brother sitting in our room and we're just out of our minds, and this guy walks in with the Bible in his hand. Oh, how God sets us up. <laughs> and we're like, what do you want? <laughs> he goes, I, I'm here to tell you about Jesus. Jesus? What? No way. Look at, let me just show you. Get out of here. And we would kick him out of our room. The next night, hey, guys, can I tell you about Jesus Christ? Get out of here. So me and my brother, we said, you know, we got, we got to get rid of this guy. So we turned on the gas on the stove and let the gas, the house get full of gas. Yeah, don't light nothing. <laughs> and when my mom came, she goes, oh, my goodness. And he left it on. The guy that you brought to take care of the house, he left it on. So we blamed him. And my mom got so upset that she kicked him out. And me and my brother's like, yes, we got rid of this Jesus freak. As he walked away with his little suitcase, he was cool. And we're on the porch, and we're like. As he was walking away, he stops, turns around, and starts walking back towards the house. And we're like, oh, no, he's not. <laughs> he ain't coming back in here. He walks up to my mom and says, God just spoke to me. And we're like, me and my brother, we're making a joke and he said, he pointed at my mother and said, one of your boys is going to be a preacher. And just walked away. And we're like, yeah, right. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> we have the good news. Hello, somebody. I said, we have the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can take Las Vegas for Jesus. I said, we can take. How many believe that? I'm not just saying it to say it. We can take Las Vegas. Many come from all over the world to this little city. I'll never forget what Pastor Maria told me one time. She goes, many come here from all over the world and dump their sin in our city. Don't let that intimidate us. Dump all you want. 
God is greater, amen. Uh, we still serve a mighty God, amen. We can take Las Vegas for Jesus, amen. We got to tell them. Let me ask this question. Who's here in this church because of you? Don't raise your hand. Just let that. Who's in this church because of you? Hello. Have you reached out? Who's here because of you? Just let that sink in. The Bible says in Matthew 25, 31, listen to this. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne in his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a sheep separates uh, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, verse 33. And he will set the sheep on the right hand and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on the right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you in the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked. This is Jesus speaking. And you clothed me. I was sick, and, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and fed you? When did we see you thirsty and gave you to drink? When did we see you a stranger and took you in, uh, naked and clothed you? Or when were you sick and, or in prison and we came to you? And the king answered and said to them, Surely I say to you, inasmuch as you have did it to one of the least of my brethren, you have did it to me. When's the last time we reached out to the least of our brethren? No, we're too caught up arguing with each other still. We're too caught up, amen, in other things. But when was the last time that we reached out to the least of our brethren? Because they're out there. They're out there. I didn't tell pastor this, but as we were driving to whatever, Walmart, whatever, I'm just looking out the window and I'm like, my God, so many people out here on the streets. Jesus says when you have done it to the least of them, you've done it unto me. You've done it unto me. Hello, somebody. Mark 16, 15 says, go you into all the world and preach the gospel. But that's pastor's job. That's not what the Bible says. It says, go you into all the world and preach the gospel. Romans 10, amen, the Bible says there, amen, in, in verse uh, number uh, uh, Romans 10, 14, listen to this. How then shall they call on him whom I have not believed? And how, let me say that, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those that preach the gospel of peace, who bring good tidings and things. Amen. How will they know unless we go out? How will they hear unless we tell them? How beautiful are the feet of those that bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. Look at your feet. <laughs> All them corns and everything, amen. <laughs> that little toe that don't have a nail, amen. <laughs> the big toe that has that big old brown mark on it. 
Not to mention the nacho cheese poured all over it, amen. But, but, the word of God says, how beautiful are those feet, no matter how they look, how ashy they are. How beautiful are the feet of those that brings the good news. I almost, I almost, when I run into, and I still do, some of the people that drop those seeds in my heart. I just had dinner with one of the uh, close friend of mine that took me to Praise Chapel. And I told him, thank you. 36, 37 years later, thank you for taking me to church. He got shot in the face with a shotgun. And by the grace of God, he lived. And God used him. He was one of the main ones after all those other seeds being planted that came to my house and said, you need to go to church with me. God saved me. And I'm looking at his face all torn up with buckshots. What do you mean? Look what they did to you. We're getting back. He goes, no, we need to go to church. And kept on and kept on. Just had dinner with him the other uh, about a week or two. I can't help. I almost want to kiss his feet. How beautiful are the feet of those that bring the good news. Can you, can you grasp that? I almost want to. Your feet are beautiful because you brought something that changed my life. Are you with me, church? Come on now. Amen. Our, let me bring this down to a close. Our model, fellowship model, and I know some churches have a little bit different, is win, build, and send. Here in Las Vegas, we have win, build, serve, and send. But it's all the same thing. We can't build, serve, or send without win. Hello. We can't do the others unless we do the first and win them to Jesus Christ. There's, we got to win people to Jesus. Jesus says in Luke 4, 18, he opens up the book of Isaiah and says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. To the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. How many were brokenhearted? How many were captive? They're still out there, church. And Jesus says, I've come to set those free. And you have the message. You have the message. Let's not get so caught up. I told this one brother just a couple of weeks ago, powerful, faithful brother, committed to his ministry, committed to church, 
And God dropped something in my heart to tell him this. And I don't know why I'm sharing it. Maybe God has somebody needs to hear this. I looked at him and said, how you doing, bro? Oh, man, bless. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And that didn't move me. Because I looked at him and I said, okay, now that you put all that religious side, all that, you know, okay, how you really doing? Amen. Most of us, how you doing? Oh, blessed. Amen. Greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. Amen. <laughs> we know all the scriptures. We know what to say. But something pierced my heart because God showed me beyond that. And I said, how you really doing? I go, God wants me to tell you something. You're so busy in the kingdom that you forgot the king. But I'm doing this. I have ministry and I'm doing this. I'm, that's great. Don't get me wrong. That's great. But you're so busy, so caught up in the kingdom, you're forgetting the king. You're bypassing him. And God, sometimes I wonder if he's on his throne going, Hello? I just want to talk to you. Hello? Are you with me, church? We have a message. Let's take it out there. Let's take the king of kings out there. Out there. Let me ask you this. Do you have flyers? You have flyers in your car, in your purse, in your back pocket. Amen. Do you have an invitation? Hello? Because God says, go into the byways and the highways and compel them to come. Amen. My altar call is simply this. You're in this place, amen. And I, I know for a fact God is showing you something. And maybe you might have some in your car, but I encourage you, will you get out of your seat and start doing what was preached? And come get some flyers. Go with me. Will you get out of your seat and start making a difference? Start making a difference. We got a bunch of them. Come on. 